Hello there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz. Let us know tomorrow. This week we're talking about The Book of Boba Fett. My name is Tom and as always, I'm joined by my co-host John. Hey, Book of Boba Fett. This has been interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So first of all, full spoilers ahead for the show. If you haven't seen it, definitely get on that. It's definitely a show. Um... It's been a while since um, we, we talked Mandalorian, hasn't it? It's been, oh, it's been over yeah. a year at this point since Mandalorian yeah. Season 2 ended. So just like, what what did you think of, of this show in general? Uh, honestly, this felt like a Mandalorian 2.5. Like, we got like a couple of episodes from Mando exploring, you know, where you left off with Grogu and the woman who made all the stuff, the armor. I, I was about to say the forge. The Forge the person? Forge. But no, the Forge the Woman. The Forge Woman. Mm. Yes, Forge this, please. We haven't seen the Mandalorian cover since season one. So it's such a strange place to put that whole plot in the Boba Fett show. Yeah. Even though I thought, you know, it was going to be more focused on Boba Fett. But mm. you did with the whole backstory with the Sarlacc pit. That was great with that whole episode with the Tuscans, how he survived the massive territory of Tatooine. So, yes, and that was really cool. Yeah, Definitely. I think this is a, a messy show, but it has a lot to like. Developing its yeah. main characters. If we think of Boba and Din as the main characters, I think this show really soars in developing them. Especially for Bo- mm. Let's talk about Boba Fett for a bit. I think his character development is, is pretty strong, especially in the first half of the show, as you said. It was really great seeing his transition in all the flashbacks from a cold-blooded killer, the person who we see in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, to someone more mm. humble who learns the value of respect and honour through living with the Tuscans. I mean, there are so many flashbacks. Like, what did you think? Oh, it was jarring. Like, yeah, so many flashbacks at once. I was like, <laughs> Salak Pit, no, he, he's <laughs> Tuscans, no, no, Fennec. And just like, you know, just trying to consume everything at once. I think in the first half of the show, in the first four episodes, before you hit the, the episodes with Din, there is less than one hour in the present storyline. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's crazy. We just, we just don't get enough time to develop what's happening in the present for the finale and, and, and the big, what they're calling this war to really land. Yeah. I thought at the beginning, you know, it's going to build up something for Boba Fett. Like the mm. tagline said, I don't know. It was like saying Boba Fett returns and he reinvents himself yes. in Tatooine. So I thought that was going to be, you know, focus on him on a different path, which it did, you know, like he's a bit more humble living in Tatooine and curbing with the Tuscans. I thought there's going to be more development in that, but it was like in the first half and it was a bit annoying yeah. because, you know, we got an hour left with the whole thing with Din and with the armor. But yeah, we, we did get some content, but it just felt a bit messy. So, yeah. Mm. I, I think a good half of, of the flashbacks are probably the strongest stuff in the show. You know, the opening with Boba escaping the Sarlacc and when he makes his gaffy stick and when he discovers the dead tribe. But for me, these sequences just went on too long. I feel like they wanted to build this relationship between Boba and the Tuscans so we can have their eventual death be more impactful. And it does work, in fairness. I did feel for him when he found the the destroyed tribe, (laughs) but they could have done it more effectively in so much less time. Yeah, there's a lot of forced flashbacks, like, oh no, and then, you know, <laughs> imagine there's like a whole flashback to the Gaffy stick, like you lost it somewhere. <laughs> Every episode in the first four, I would be like, oh, I can't wait to watch Book of Boba Fett. And then it would open up with him in the back to tank. 
and 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 you know you see that shot of him with his yeah. like, sleeping and i'm just like oh another one every single time <laughs> it just felt like we were treading it's like you think about the clone wars and you know i always come back to the clone wars because it is oh yeah top it's top tier star wars but in 20 minutes that show can craft really strong characters and character relationships and yeah we only needed 20 minutes the tuscans to understand how important they were maybe 40 but they give us a good hour with the tuscans yeah some of that stuff's really good but some of it it does leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, and I felt like it was nothing. But there mm. was some good stuff about like him learning with the Tuscans. That was the really weird part. There's a lot of really good stuff with the Tuscans, but we then begin to neglect other elements of the show. For example, I loved the stuff with Boba and Fennec in chapter four. We get to see their friendship oh, yeah. and how it fits into chapter five of The Mandalorian. And we build their relationship and it's really cool, but it kind of occurs a bit too late. Fennec is a character who doesn't really get much to do in the show and you know she's really cool in action scenes and stuff but she doesn't really have an arc yeah that's a really weird part because fennec just was there she does kill important people later on she in is, the show yeah. like in the finale like she wasn't there for the whole episode tomas icely yeah the interesting part is that he runs his palace he's trying to be different or change from his past and then you keep seeing in that sleeping tube I guess, like, he's trying to go through flashbacks. And then you got the twins. I forgot what the twins called. I don't think they have names. I think they're just the twins. Jabba's twins. There you go. Sure. Why not? Jabba was there. originally. I thought that it was going to be... When they showed these two huts, I was so sure that one of them was going to be Jabba's son. Do you remember Jabba's son from the Clone Wars Oh, movie? yeah, when Jabba's yeah. son got kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was going to be... I mean, apparently, Hutt like, lived for ages, so Jabba's son would still be really young, but I kind of thought that was going to be them, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, but no, they're just twins. <laughs> twins. twins. And Guys, they leave so, wow. so early on. I mean, I feel if we get a season... If we get a season, t- wow, that was that was beautiful. I feel like, if we get a season, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, if we get a season two, I do feel like they're gonna come back because yeah. their <laughs> involvement was so fleeting. Yeah, obviously they leave to leave some conflict, I guess. Like they just wanted like some territory. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, to- yeah I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I because they were in two scenes and then they left. They're like. Hello, we're threatening you. Okay, here's a rancor. Bye. Bye. So, like, there's definitely some interesting ideas that they kind of go into, but they don't really develop it. Like, the stuff with Kamino and Jango Fett, we got a couple of times that we saw young Boba and, you know, he's holding Jango's helmet, stuff like that. And I feel like they're trying to make a theme of Boba breaking free of who he was born to be in that weird spirit quest where he gets trapped by the tree and he and he inhales a lizard it goes up his nose and i feel like it was it was kind of pushed aside and if we didn't have those two episodes of din going about and doing his own stuff these two weird mandalorian interludes then i feel like we could have explored these things in the present day there's a lot going on with boba and it could have been more prevalent in these scenes because the themes are kind of like all over the place yeah and having that transition from season two of mandalorian to this was a bit weird because as you said about the themes it was a bit hard trying to understand his aims like what was he doing but he's doing his old ways with the bounty hunting and got that new dark saber he does dark saber. 
Yeah, in that fight, in that fight scene in the kitchen, meat it house. It looks like the kitchen. It's a meat meat house. Meat house. Yeah, meat where house. Where they hold, so uh, they hold the meat. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. What ah, they called yes. There's a there's meat. definitely a name. Yeah, but I mm. guess it's meat house. <laughs> the dark saber was shown a couple of times, but it was kind of explained when he was talking to the armor mm. uh, about like how he felt with the dark saber. It was like heavy. Yeah, and then he said like, "Oh, it seems like you're like fighting against it." Yeah. So I'm pretty interested to see what he's going to do with his dark saber. Mm. Yeah, that was mm. very interesting. It was very similar to what you see in Star Wars Rebels in that show. A Mandalorian character called Sabine Wren gets the dark saber, and a Jedi, Kanan, who we see briefly at the beginning of the Bad Batch, trains her. And we get that very similar kind of you can't fight the blade. You've got to kind of move with it. You, you're not necessarily using it as redirecting. You know this energy. And what I loved about chapter five and i would say chapter five of this show is both the best and the worst of the show but i love that it was din struggling with the fallout of what happened at the end of mandalorian season two yeah and it's a weird episode like it was so good but mm. then there was like really bad parts it's just the this is the boba fett show it's so jarring that it takes us out especially in that first one with din Fennec shows up at the end, and that is like the only connection plot-wise to what's happening in, in the book of Boba Fett in his story. And it just felt so off. Like I really enjoyed, you know, the flashback to the Mandalorian purge. It felt like Terminator with the KX droids walking through the rubble like it's Judgment Day. And Din giving up bounty hunting for his mission with Grogu and then coming back to being a bounty hunter and have to grapple where he fits in, in his life, you know, having to get over the loss of the Razor Crest and make himself a new starship. It was so cool. But this is Mandalorian stuff. It's not Book of Boba Fett stuff. And therefore, we're taking such a break and we're getting like 20 minutes of, Bo of Din reforging this new starfighter. It was so cool to see an N1 starfighter again from phantom menace but it's such a strange place to do it why are we doing this with yeah book yeah. of boba fett yeah that was the most confusing part i was like there's din you know getting all the stuff getting a new ship yeah it's not book of boba fett it's a new mando this is not the way <laughs> uh, yeah. and then he visits ahsoka and yeah where luke is training grogu and if you remember what happened to that place in episode seven yeah, in the Star Wars franchise. Oh, yes. Burned the, uh, to the ground. It looks so peaceful. And then yeah. <laughs> when you're like, wait, why does this place look so familiar? <laughs> oh, <It's>... God, no. <laughs> what did you... People I... who... <laughs> wait, I, there was a meme like, people who don't know, they smile. People who know, it's like that really dark, unhappy face. Like, oh, no. I know what happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Please, God, no. Um, yeah. What did you... I want to I want to quickly think because Luke in Mandalorian season two, he looks pretty rough, but I think yes. this time I think his CGI was much much better. I, I still yes, feel like I agree. I agree. It would be better <laughs> I, if they just recast him, but I think you know they've gone with the CGI route and it works. I mean the voice is a little bit weird, but I think that it, it it's so much better this time. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I remember they hired someone. Yeah, they, yes. They hired someone on the internet, like who did mm. it perfectly well. I thought, yes. yes, we need you. So I don't know if that story is correct, but I, no, it, no, it that is be. true. They hired somebody who did like a deep fake online, you know, fixing what he looked like. And yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. this looks so much more like Luke. But I think narratively, this was really cool. It, you know, seeing 
seeing Luke in the early days of training students, he gives Grogu this choice between the lightsaber and his, his mithril shirt. It, you know, it's a good example of Luke repeating the Jedi mistakes of the past. You know, he says, oh, you can't have attachment and you have to choose which life you're going for instead of letting them all move together. In this and in Mando season two, and even in other things like Battlefront two, we're seeing the legend and the mistakes of Luke Skywalker, the things that weighs his character down in The Last Jedi. Yeah, it's a really interesting good element. If you have a, like a bridge that you see mm. from Return of the Jedi and then Mandalorian season two, then you got Book of Boba Fett, then many, many years later, you got episode seven. That terrible thing happened at the Jedi Temple. That's a really interesting uh, development that I really like. Um, you know, like filling yeah. in the gaps and, you know, understanding his journey. Like he was peaceful, but then got grumpy. <laughs> episode eight, hey, so. it happens to the best of us. We all get grumpy. It does feel like, because there's 30 years in between Return of Jedi and Force Awakens. And it definitely feels, I think we're about seven years, six or seven years into that time period. It, there's yeah. so much story to tell. There's so much that brings Luke from where he is now to where. Because as we know from Rise of Skywalker, Luke trains Leia at some point for a brief time. He has a whole little Jedi order that he starts to build. And at this point, Ben Solo, who will one day be Kylo Ren, is about, he's about two years old, one years old. So he's not that old. So he's not going to be a Jedi yet. But we definitely see that Luke's building this. And I like this character development with him and, and Grogu as well. When he was training with Luke, having him start to remember his old Jedi training and have Order 66 flashbacks. That was completely, <laughs> no, no, did not expect that. Again, like, and they keep on bringing it back. Like, we can't recover. They do it in Revenge of the Sith. And then like years later, they're like, okay, we're gonna do it in Fallen Order. And then we're gonna do it in the Clone Wars. And then we're doing it in the Bad Batch. And then we're gonna do it in Book of Boba. It's like, stop. Like, I can't mentally prepare for this. But just like Boba, Grogu is confronting his past. And I think these themes are really strong if only they were given yeah. more time to shine with Boba himself. Yeah, I did think of that. That was really interesting to see. There's this great theme about Boba and his armor, learning to let it go. The flashbacks show us that Boba is kind of moving beyond the Fett legacy and he takes it the Tuscan way. And we see this in some really, really great scenes, like the fight with Chrysanthan, where he reaches for his armor, but it doesn't work. And so he uses the gaffy stick, which saves him. And he, again, in the final duel, he can't beat Cad Bane in a shootout, but he manages to overpower him and kill him with the gaffy stick again. And it feels very in line with the themes of the Mandalorian and what we're going for, the reliance and the importance and the armor. And it's symbolism, but it it's something that disappears in the show. Mm. I wish there was more interesting fight scenes, you know, with his moves and, you know, how he changed his ways with fighting. But being brutal as well, if you see that in season two, with, you know, he's attacking with his gaffy stick. If you see, like, their armor just getting ripped off, if you saw that, yeah. just like, bah! it felt like a bit empty yeah no i definitely feel like the action in the show just in general it leaves a little bit to be desired i feel like at the end we'll probably talk about the finale but i've got more notes about the action there was like really awkward fight scenes or chase scenes mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. the infamous bike scene oh it's very uh, <laughs> it is infamous oh yes the 20 mile per hour bike ride um, okay let's let's talk about the mods as characters you know they're quite controversial i mean what, what do you what do you think about them as characters i don't know i think <laughs> this is the first time that i felt like uh, okay I, I don't know i just felt like what why they're just biker gangs just driving around in tatooine with their, you know, with their funky cyberpunk motorcycles yeah and just <laughs> yeah well i mean in. what they're going for is they're playing on the mod culture of the 60s in real life with their Vespers, 
you know, these motorbikes, which they make so shiny and brightly colored. And obviously we get the wacky speeders and they even play on the word mod, which in real life is, 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 you know, what they were called, but they literally modify themselves with droid parts. But as characters, they weren't that impressive. They didn't do much. They weren't that developed. Like Boba hires them as muscle. And I like how, you know, he shows himself to be a good ruler. He gets them off the streets by giving them a job, but they weren't really that imposing and didn't have much to do. You know, they're pretty bland. And you know, as you said, the action was pretty underwhelming. The, the, the little 10 mile an hour speeder chase. It's cool in concept, but it was, you know, it was pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of things that they could have explored, but no, the 20 mile power bike ride. Yeah, that chase. I, I I can't tell you it was a bike ride or chase. Like <laughs> allegedly like, strolled. Just, I, yeah, this one was really weird. I kind of wish that we'd got more stuff with Slave One as well. Like we got we got oh, a fair bit of action Slave with one. the when Din's flying the Starfighter. That was cool. We got a bit of stuff of X Wings, and obviously we got our really slow chase and and the, the 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 train chase. Really cool scenes, but the Slave One. We only really got two real scenes at the. I love the stuff with Boba and Fennec when they drop the seismic charge into the Sarlacc pit. That was oh, great. Yeah. But, you know, it did feel pretty gratuitous. And it, again, it's spending too much time in the flashbacks. And I would have liked to see Slave 1 in real time. But there was the great scene where he kills the bikers and he just mows them down the Slave 1. And they kind of bring up this theme briefly, this question of whether Boba is a soulless murderer or the respectful leader that he wants to be. And, you know, as you say, we've seen the dirty sides of, side of him when he murders the biker gang and again, when he defeats Cad Bane. But he's also got this theme of him wanting to build and rule with honor. And, you know, like when he re- recruits Chrysanthemum and the mods, but it feels kind of stop and start. And like they're switching out themes and character development. And I just wished that these themes were a greater through line and they weren't pushed aside for two Din Djarin episodes, you know, so we can focus on Boba as a character. I just like, it's the Boba Fett show. Like, it's so <laughs> frustrating. You had one job was to make a Boba Fett show and Boba Fett isn't even in one episode and the other yeah. one, he doesn't say a single line. Like, come on. They, they didn't even focus on Boba Fett. They just went, do you remember Din Djarin, Mandalorian stuff? Like, oh yeah. Well, well we got Boba Fett. And as we said, like the slave one, that yeah. was so cool when he dropped that so seismic cool into oh, that the Sarlacc. Was, that was so good. Like when they went into the Sarlacc and it, it starts to grab them in and Fennec's like clambering, she's like fire in the hole. That was, it was cool. It was really cool. Like, what can I say? And you hear that sound. Brow! No, yeah, it yeah. was so good. But maybe this show and The Mandalorian could have been one show and here's what i'm kind of thinking maybe we just have one show called like tales of the bounty hunters which shows both of them you know we start with din we get three or four episodes of din and then we get an episode of boba fett and we show what happens with him and the tuscans and then we get the episode with Din going to Tatooine and then maybe we get the, the, the with Boba meeting Fennec and then we get a load more Din and then we get the episodes where Boba and Din are in Mandalorian and then we get all the present day Boba Fett stuff and then the Mandalorian and then it feels less like we're doing Mandalorian show and then Boba's show with with some of Din in there and instead we're kind of just exploring both of them simultaneously a lot of the time like the Clone Wars again top tier star wars it it has its main characters but it also tells stories about different characters frequently and i just feel like din's episodes in this show they could have just connected 
to Boba's so much more. And I think chapter five, it does fit in with the themes of carving out an identity, but I feel like it diverts from the overarching story in such a big way. And it makes the show feel disjointed. Maybe maybe if Din was to encounter some pikes or goes to Tatooine because Boba calls him, something like that to make it feel like the show didn't just have a random Mandalorian interlude for two episodes. Like one episode, maybe. But Boba Fett doesn't have a single line in these two episodes. And it's like... It's the Boba Fett show. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's really annoying. Oh, man. But oh. we have one oh. of the coolest things like oh. that oh. happened in the oh. show. Oh, yeah. And this was so unexpected. Like, the show was going to be like, oh, come on, but what, where's more of the Boba Fett stuff? Like, where is it? Mm. Where is it? But no, you see, like, a very mysterious figure at the horizon at the end of episode five, wasn't it? Uh, no, it's episode six. Damn it. At the end of episode six, you see oh. a mysterious figure. Ken Bain. It's Ken yeah, Bain. Honestly, oh. like, I was hoping that he would be in this show. And as soon as I saw the title card from the desert comes a stranger, the whole episode, I was like, Who, who's the stranger? Who is it? And seeing that silhouette of the hat, it was so, so good. It made me so happy as a Clone Wars fan, as a Bad Batch fan. Gizzy Cad, and he, you know, he looks great in live action. The show didn't really have a main antagonist, you know, unless you count the head Pike, but I don't really think that they serve. But, but Cad Bane was the one who served as that final force for Boba in his journey. And it was great. You know, he's the fastest gun in the galaxy. Not even Boba can stop him. And, you know, as, as I said before, he has to use his gaffy stick to defeat him. They even referenced the unfinished Clone Wars arc where Cad Bane trains Boba and the two of them have a shootout resulting in the dint in Boba's helmet and the plate on Cad's head. And it was great to see him. And, and, you know, like, it sucks that he had to die. But is he dead? He could be. A, no one ever really dies in Star Wars. No, no one. Unless you're Palpatine. Oh. He died. Palpatine yeah. died in, in Return of the Jedi. He died. He died once. He, died. he never came back. Died. He's, he's gone forever. He's, he's, he didn't come back. Dies. He's not actually alive. He's dead. He died in Return of, Jedi, Return wait, of the wait, Jedi. John, John I, just got, I just got some news. Somehow Palpatine um, returned. No! How can this be? He would turn back in Fortnite. No, no. <laughs> oh, he did. It's dark science, cloning, secrets only the Sith knew. Oh, oh. God. And then J.J. Abrams just announced it in Fortnite where no one, well, Fortnite is just like, why? Didn't they premiere like the Spider-Man trailer on Fortnite? No. No? Am I imagining that? What trailer did they premiere on Fortnite? Oh, it was the Batman. Uh, it was the Batman I trailer. No. Yeah, it was the Batman trailer. They, they, they really? The Batman trailer I didn't Fortnite. remember that. I didn't remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember really? reading about wait, wait, it. Yeah. Uh, but, but I haven't been on social media, so... Did they actually premiere it? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, because I don't remember that. Oh, like... wait. No. I know what it was. It wasn't the Batman, John. Oh, oh no. no. It was Tenet. No! Yeah, it was Tenet. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Um, and you guys um, can watch our two episodes we did on Tenet if you're interested. Uh, God we damn won't it. talk about Fortnite on those Tenet episodes. No. Oh, no. no. Uh, imagine we have to rank the best Fortnite skins. Don't make those promises. I'm not prepared. I don't want to do that. That's a bad idea. I mean, like, <laughs> their the designs, like... What they did, the DC no, characters or Marvel to be, characters. To be fair, I love some of those skins. The, you know the Daredevil skin? I think that's oh. so, so cool. It looks great, but yeah, you know, I'm not. I, if we ever talk about Fortnite on this on this podcast, I think we've lost we've lost everything. Our integrity, yeah. our sense of quality. Yeah, I, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Let, and then it oh, no, I'm this sure. link. 
I am shutting this down right now. <laughs> Let's. Oh okay. no. Okay, okay, right. So we're talking about Cad Bane. Oh yeah, Cad Bane. Yeah. Another. Um, go on. Yeah, you go on. Okay. What? What? Yeah, you go on. You go on. There you go on. Okay. 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 I will. Another <laughs> bounty hunter we got was Chrysanthemum, and my God, oh, Chrysanthemum was the original. You know, like Wookie bounty hunter who is so cool. And let me tell you, John, he's from the comics. And I remember seeing him and I got so, so excited. And you want to know a really fun fact? Tell me. You know his scar on his eye? Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi gave him that. What? Yeah. Like in the comics, there's this whole story about like Jabba trying to impose water taxes on people. And Kenobi was like defending the Lars homestead. Yeah. So like great to see him from the comics. And he had some really cool fight scenes. Like when he fought Boba in the tub. And when, like, at the end, I thought he was going to die at the end, like, three times. I was like, don't kill Chrysanthemum. But they didn't. That was good. Um, but, like, both the Bounty Hunter characters, you know, Chrysanthemum and Cad Bane, they act to show the progression or even the, or the regression of Boba as a character. I think it's a really smart way to use them. They show how he has developed beyond what we kind of know him as. Yeah. And it was really cool seeing, you know, Cad Bane. Actually, the funny bit was Cad Bane was like, Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer. And he just yeah. shows, kills uh, Cobb and then the <laughs> other as well. Well, Cobb, Cobb is alive. Did you watch the post-credit scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah, the post-credit he, where he's, he's like, alive. Like, so he's sleeping, guys. Guys, he's sleeping. He's don't, he's, don't he's having he's having dreams about like Tuscan Raiders and Gaffy Sticks and like you can't go into that tub without having flashbacks. There's the rules. No. I, I, you know, love Cobb Vanth, as we said when we talked about Mandalorian. And I'm excited to see where he goes in the future as this martial figure. I like how the themes of respect and honor come through with people of Freetown and, you know, who come to help Boba because it's the right thing to do and because they want to avenge Cobb. And, you know, it's good that he's not dead because they already killed Garza Thwit, who runs the bar. You know, they just blew up the bar and her. And she was not a cool character. Bar. You know, I thought they'd explore her, but they just kind of killed her to prove a point. You know, they could have built her relationship with Boba and the other characters, but, you know, I just hope that Max Rebo, the best musician in the galaxy, survived. So good to see him back. You know the blue elephant? Oh, yeah, the blue elephant, yeah. Max Rebo, my guy, he's alive. And he's still, we didn't see him explode. So just saying. Good. (laughs) You have no Um, idea what I'm on about. You're just like, what, the elephant? Like, what's going on? uh, Elephant? Um, Let's talk about the finale. Let's do it. Let's talk about that finale. Okay, the finale. Now, this was really cool. Like, you know, Mm. seeing Din and Manda. Din and Boba Fett. <laughs> Din's fighting with himself, like what? Oh, whoa! It's like Fight Club. Oh no, we can't talk about Fight Club. Oh, I just did. Damn it! Um, Do you not know the first rule of Fight Club? Din and Boba Fett uh, yes. fighting alongside to, to defeat the people who are attacking them. I, I, mm. I, I was confused. Like, who, who's these people? The Pikes. There we go. Because yeah. the, the name wasn't getting clear the in Pike- my head. They didn't really do much in the show. They were kind of there in a few episodes. Uh, They didn't really build up their involvement in the show as much as they could have. But my main problem, as I said, with the action is Robert Rodriguez, his direction. So he directed, I think, three episodes of this show. And, you know, he proved himself to be amazing at shooting one-to-one action in Mando season two. As you said before, where Boba returns and he goes ape shit on all the stormtroopers. That stuff was amazing. And it's great in this show, you know, where Boba and Din fight together and when they fight Chrysanthemum in the palace. Those scenes are really cool. But the large scale action, 
We've already talked about the 20 mile an hour chase and the, the big action to me just felt pretty bland. And I feel like he's given all he's can in terms of direction. And I'm not too bothered if we don't see him come back. You know, other directors like Bryce Dallas Howard, who made another great episode with chapter five for this show. I think they do better in this universe. And the war, they've set up this big war and it was pretty underwhelming. It was, it was too small scale for what they set up. And it came down just to fight with two huge droidica-like droids. And the actual interesting conflicts are when Din and Boba are working together and Cad Bane when he fights Boba and Fennec when she defeats the heads of all the other clans. Like that was the interesting stuff to me, not like the mods and the people of Freetown just fighting the big droids. I feel that you do more depth analysis to me because I watch it and just go, ah, oh look, it's Boba. <laughs> <laughs> I have notes. This is oh, essentially scripted. I'm just reading um, my notes and I'm just like, okay, themes. All right, yeah, just like notes. <laughs> don't worry um, about it. I don't have anything to say off the top of my head, so like, don't worry about oh, that. Oh man. Yeah, as I said, it was like really cool seeing uh, Din and Boba, you know, fighting on side together to defeat the Pikes. And then what was that? It was a very long name. Cry, Cry- I don't know what was there that woolly woolly no it's not a woolly mammoth it's like uh, Chewbacca but like Chrysanthemum Chrysanthemum there we go because mm-hmm. when I looked at the subtitle I was like Christopher 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 oh Christopher Robin Christopher Robin who was of course played by Ewan McGregor ah yes Ewan McGregor when's the Kenobi show coming out this year 25th of May they just released a teaser poster what what Look, my boy, look. See, see the beauty of the poster. It, oh my it, god, yeah, it's, it's cool. Kenobi. 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 I can do like the voice acting. Kenobi. Hey, it was really cool seeing Boba Fett controlling the Rancor. It was like, yeah, we can defeat those droids. Then again, as I remembered, oh, this is not a Boba Fett show, it's a bounty hunter show. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had that standoff between Cad Bane and uh, oh, Boba and then that was, that was so cool like he was talking about the Clone Wars and he was like I'm going to teach you one final lesson and it was so, and he was shooting him and Boba uses the gaffy stick and Cad's like ah see you are a murderer it's so cool I love that stuff man uh, yeah like you can tell it was like a huge dispute between them no yes it doesn't need a lot of like backstory to understand these two characters like literally they used to be partners but then you know training together but then ah yeah that's really good story yeah i agree and i I did i did enjoy seeing him ride the rancor but it felt kind of rushed you know they introduced the rancor and obviously danny trejo is the rancor keeper but they barely showed oh, yeah. over training with it and bonding with it. So it didn't really feel like a payoff. No, it didn't. And just in general, the closing thoughts. I think this show, it just could have been longer. And it, it you know, it left me wanting a lot more. Yeah. Just felt like empty, but mm. it's got content, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely has that content. Oh, and obviously it ends with Din and Grogu reunited in the Starfighter. And I'm kind of disappointed. I was hoping that they would spend at least one season of The Mandalorian showing Din without Grogu and exploring his life away from him. And that's what I loved so much about Chapter 5. And in Chapter 6, where he he's so close, but he can't see Grogu. I wish that one day, maybe we'll be able to flesh out that time of his life. Oh, uh, yeah. I was, like, annoyed when I saw, oh, Grogu returned that quick. <laughs> Somehow Grogu returned. Like, literally, I'm going to go on for a moment. So, like, Uh-oh. at the end, we, go. we see Grogu, you know, saying goodbye to Din. Mm-hmm. 
that was emotional. That yes. was emotional. And then yes. we see them reunited back together quickly. I was like, yeah. I cried for that. I cried for that scene. And then I shed go, tears for you. <laughs> I shed tears for that scene. And then now you came back early, but no. All right. Do you do you want a do you want a season two of this show? What do you think? No. No, it's fine. <laughs> I agree. I think either way, whether we have season two or not, that we're going to explore more stuff with Boba in Mando season three or, or whenever. But I agree. I'm happy to leave it at one season because, you know, if anything, it it proved that Din's story is the more interesting one. Yes. And I'm, I'm sorry, but it was just so sad, like, seeing, like, Boba not being the main character. Yeah. Properly. Like, in season two of Mando, it was showing a, a lot of hope for this book of Boba Fett. I'll end it on a good note. The score was great. Yes, the score. Yeah, I love. Did you notice in, in the final episode, the score was singing Boba's name, like in the final episode when like it like they're singing like Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, and it's like I was so mad. But yeah, I really loved that score, and it was you know they made something unique. And kind, you know, obviously there was still similarities to the Mandalorian theme, but it was definitely, you know, as memorable. And yeah, I just thought it, I thought it was a cool little element of the show. Yeah. Did Ludwig, did he return? Uh, yes, he did. But he yes. did He did some of the music, but he wasn't the composer. The actual composer oh. was, was somebody else. So he, so he did the, he did the music, but the compositions were all by somebody else. I think it all worked quite well, quite smoothly. Ludwig's probably working on Black Panther 2, Mando season 3. Maybe Creed 3 as well. I don't know. But yeah, he's probably working on a lot of the things. The guy is going to get a lot of money when he's going to do like a lot of those films. Like, guy, Definitely. he's so talented with like all the music. Like, oh, yeah. he did oh, he did a lot of soundtracks. He, he, won, a, he won an Oscar, didn't he, for um, Black Panther? Yeah, he did. Uh, Venom. Tenet, right? Yeah, he did Tenet, yeah. He did Venom. Uh, he did oh, Venom. Oh, no. He did Venom. Oh, no. oh God, Venom. he did Venom. Oh God! Oh no! Oh yeah! I remember you telling me that. I was like, "We need our Ludwig Granson and Eminem collaboration. The fans demand it." Actually, that would be sick. So, what are you gonna give Book of Boba Fett? Final, final score. Honestly, five or six out of ten. Yeah, I could agree with a six. I think I'll go seven purely because you know me. I'm a. I'm such a Star Wars shill. It's because of Cad Bane. It's because, because of Cad, Cad Bane, Bane, baby. Cad Bane's hat isn't big enough. Zero out of ten. Cad Bane's hat was too small. I'll never forgive them. Who no, knows? But... Well, that's not Cad Bane. That's a hat. <laughs> they gotta make. They gotta make the hat bigger. Yeah, in the Clone Wars, his hat was bigger than it the moon. Ma- it yeah. was magnificent. And if you want to hear us talk more about. Cad Bane, you can listen to our Bad Batch season one video where Cad we talk Bane. about his magnificent. Oh, you, you just create Cad Bane's theme song. Cad, Cad Bane. Bane. If anyone does like an animation of this, feel free. Oh, God. Animated episodes of the podcast would be so confusing and so chaotic. I need that. Please, somebody do it. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, yeah, oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> okay. Um, um, so yeah, that's it for this week. Thank you everyone for watching. If you enjoyed it, please leave a like and subscribe if you want to see more. As I say, we've got Mandalorian content and Bad Batch stuff. So loads of Star Wars stuff if you're interested. And next week we're going to be doing the Nathan Drake Uncharted games. So the first yeah, four Uncharted baby! games. And I'm so, so excited to talk about them. And the week after we're going to do Uncharted the film. So that's definitely something that has to happen. Um, and oh, yeah, if you want to 
get in touch with us, you can at alistairfilmpod.gmail.com. You can ask us any questions or, you know, share your thoughts on the book of Boba Fett or, you know, anything that you want to um, in the comments as well. And, you know, if you send us an email, we will reply on the podcast itself. And you can follow us on Instagram to see all of our incredible thumbnails and Twitter for just thoughts from me. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, saw it, but there was a DC trailer and the Flash suit looks incredible. I agree. Looks. <laughs> I'm like, crazy. yeah, that's great. And you're like, yes, I, this is factual. Indeed. This is, this is factual. As a DC fan, I agree. Oh, it looks this great. Is... It looks so good. And, uh, and yes. like Dr. Fate is in it. And Black Adam. Yeah, looks great. Yes. Hawkman, dude. Hawkman. Dude. Oh, Hawkman, dude. Yeah, dude. He's, he's there. You know. Dude. Dude. Oh, my God. What's that? <laughs> what's that dude yeah so i mean I, yeah. I think that i think that's everything so yeah take us yeah out. um make sure you follow that twitter account because that's the best because you know we don't do you do you rent about films oh i do i go on twitter once a day okay yes get, follow him i get all of my i get i get all of my pain out i'm just like oh, yeah. uh, this film or the other i'm yeah, glad i don't <laughs> I love it because honestly, like it's yeah. I I'm I'm I can't get enough, but I do. Uh, I don't yeah, you, you enjoy what you what you're doing on there. Just make sure you don't get Woo! like a lot of hate on for like um, unpopular opinions. I got a very controversial one about No Way oh. Home, and everyone was like, "Oh, stop hating!" Oh, and I'm like, and everyone else is like, "You're right," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm yeah, making controversies. Yes, you win, you win, Tom." Uh, <laughs> thank you thank you um yeah i think that's it uh make sure yeah. that you double vaccinated vaccinated get where or triple yeah triple booster that do that while you're listening to the podcast like you t- boost it like things. boost it like din boosts his starfighter i brought it back but it's straight back to book of Boba Fett. Woo! You, just, you just didn't okay you're stealing my spotlight you sorry son of a gun thank you for listening it's been an interesting episode but i mean where we're fat cad bane uh cad bane what a guy and don't worry we'll come back and we will do obi-wan kenobi when that show is finished so this isn't yes. the last time we're going to talk about star wars because god damn love that stuff star wars is forever i guess Woo! oh yeah, yeah. it's never gonna end Oh no, no. They, they will one day make episode 10, 11, 12. You mark uh, my words. Oh, and the guy who wrote Game of Thrones the last season, I guess. Like they ruined that and they might Oh no, be... don't worry. They're not doing they they uh they're not doing that anymore. Yay, let's probably go. They won't probably ruin any more arcs. Let's go. Probably probably ruin... because of Game of Thrones, they left the project or were probably fired. I don't know. But like, yeah, they're not doing that anymore. Don't worry, John. You're safe. Live to fight another yes. day, boys. Live to fight yes. another day. All we right, take us out. Yes. Take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.